Welcome to episode 63 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 63 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Hiles. How you going, mate? I'm good. Why is that? Because I'm here. I don't actually spend much time with you lately, are you? are not no. training with me. <laughs> I'm missing you, mate. It's just a weekly occurrence. <laughs> Roll just around a weekly on a occurrence. And uh, Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by two sponsors this week, and the first one is our traditional... Coffees of Hawaii, coffeesofhawaii.com. For all your coffee's needs, and we have a new sponsor which we're going to talk about more on later in the show, but for now it is... Athlinks. Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. We'll get into that later in the show. But first of all, what's coming up in this week's show? We've got news. We had quite a few half Ironman races in 70.3s over the weekend. A few races coming up. Um, a little bit on the news front. We've got hot topic for the week. We had some interesting names for you, baby. We had was, a lot. Yeah, that was yeah. Actually very interesting. Um, and we've got our next week's hot topic coming up. We have our age group of the week, website of the week. Now, Neil actually wrote us a high five a few weeks ago, but we keep vetoing it, don't we? We're not vetoing, we're just we're spreading our content it's out. It's so good that we're going to give it a big topic when it comes on. Probably next week. You're still uh, here next week, aren't you? Yeah, I am here next week. Coach's Corner? We're talking about sponsorship. Nice. How to get it. How, how to, to get to, some steps to try and go and get how it. How to get the money, honey. And then we've got a few questions and answers that we were trying to cover last week, but ran out of time. So anyway, first of all, it's been a big weekend for 70.3s. First of all, we had, let's go to this one here, Austria. It was a triple banger. The triple banger. Triple banger. Three 70.3s in one weekend. Mm. So Austria was uh, surprisingly held in Austria. Funny that. And uh, <laughs> a few weeks before Ironman Austria, I think, is probably about three to four weeks away now. So likewise with Switzerland, a bit of a lead into that race. Oh, so they have it. Oh, really? Quite close. And yeah. uh, apparently the, it was a nice clear day to start with, but as soon as the race got underway, they had some pretty horrendous thunderstorms and the guys were like running through ankle-depth water on the run. Oh, so really? Got pretty full on. Our local girl, uh, Gina Ferguson, who we were talking up, uh, she had a crash on the bike. Still, still managed to finish finish in sixth place, but yep. said it was uh, it was pretty treacherous. They did have full uh, a lot of road closures, um, but still, you know, when it's raining that heavy, she said it was pretty treacherous. So, we'll have a quick look at the results here. In uh, in third place, we had Hans Mubauer. He was uh, five minutes down on the winner, who was Michael Goner. In three hours, 54. So it's still a pretty fast time, wasn't it? Yeah, very fast time, yeah. that course. And Jarrett Schnellens uh, ran up from uh, a little way back, and he took second place, but he was five minutes back. So pretty convincing victory for Michael Golner from Germany. Nice girl side of things. We had Eric, so how do you say that one? Eric Erica Cosmo. 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 She's about half an hour behind the boys, so she came in on about 4.25. Yeah. And then we had Charlotte Coiters. Go with that. Yep, She's about four minutes down. And then your favourite one? Edith Niederfringer. Niederfringer. She's actually Italian, so it's not a very good Italian accent. No. She was three minutes back. So. Did you give up your Italian lessons? I'm going back in July. Back in July. Back in July for a bit more Italiano. So you never got on that race, or was that pretty much it? That's pretty much it. Uh, Cameron Brown was supposed to be racing, but he's had to pull out. So uh, we'll talk about that now. So he's out of Germany as well. He's out of Germany. So somebody actually sent us an email and... Despite it not being good news, he put a bit of a spin on it, saying uh, not being great news for Cameron. He put yeah. a bit of a spin on it, saying the year that uh, one of the years that Stadler won, he had a bad Germany crashed. Yeah, and, and then the year Ferris won, he pulled out of one of the races. Like he was injured. Wrote. 
And uh, so, so, so yeah, you could you could say you could put that spin on it, saying you know he's going to be having a bit of a rest now, and then he'll just be building up for Kona. So uh, well, I know it's one of the criticisms of Cameron is that he races too much, mm. and that especially as he's getting a little bit older, um, he's not racing so much. He shouldn't be racing so much, and maybe saving himself like the Peter Reeds and that did. Yeah, but then we've, on the other side of it, we've actually got Chris McCormick, who appears to be doing quite a lot of racing. Yeah, this, and he raced this summer. I knew this weekend, didn't he? Um, and quite a lot of short course racing as well. Yeah. I, I saw results. He did, he's done a one or two Olympic distance races so you know he, he's with um Mar- with under mark allen at the moment sort of getting some guidance there and and those guys i know mark allen and dave scott are of the belief that you know these guys in, in their era they were definitely doing a lot more short course racing and, and maybe they push their athletes to do that um mm. so yeah it's a brownie's nice, out for eight weeks i know it's, yeah. it's a pretty serious injury yeah, it is I'd, i think it's a heel injury which i'd imagine he can probably still bike on you would think mm. um but he might be off running so I don't think it, I don't think it. Uh, you know, if he can be back, he should be okay for Germany, uh, for, for for Hawaii. For Hawaii. Yep. Um, but you know, it's a pretty tough thing if those guys are relying so heavily on prize money, and he's got nothing. He's got a family, and he doesn't have to try to buy anymore. Oh, it was interesting because um, he was in an interview on Competitor a while ago, and um, <coughs> excuse me, and he was saying that he had a contractual obligation to do Germany. Mm. So I wonder if he still gets paid. Well, he'd probably still get yeah, something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. don't know. Maybe it's a bit of a schemer. Mm. Although he's a Kiwi, so he wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, so anyway, we had Hawaii 70.3, which is, is it the Honu half? Yes, it is. Yep, the Honu half, and McCormick took it out. Yeah, it was a bit of a two-horse race. Well, it was really one-horse race. Chris McCormick uh, pretty much led from start to finish. It was only four minutes. He didn't like dominate. Yeah, but Patrick Verno uh, won Ironman Australia this year, so yep. really good race for him. Uh, he was... Uh, 401, Chris McCormick was 357, and those two were a good 10 minutes in front of the next guy, who was Timothy Maher, and 4 hours 11. Miguel sort of things again, it was a two-horse race between McGlone and Jones. Yeah, but uh, Michaeli Jones had a good lead coming off the bike, and Samantha McGlone really ran her down. It looked like Michaeli Jones uh, blew up pretty badly on the run, so whether she's injured or just happened to have a bit of an off day, uh, I was a little bit surprised to see Samantha McGlone come through and take that, and apparently uh, Samantha McGlone is building up for an Ironman. I'm not sure if she's just doing Kona or if she's doing another Ironman, but apparently she's giving long distance a, a crack this year because I think she would have got a qualifying slot last year at the 70.3 champs. Yeah, she would have. Yeah. And uh, number three, Brie Wee. Brie Wee. <laughs> That's a great name, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, she came in at third, so it was pretty cool. Any other got on that one? Now, one of the races, I was looking at um, the race coverage and uh, somebody was a double amputee, and they did like I can't. I should have got the name. Um, and they swam like That'd twenty. Be that, uh, Garcia. Yeah, Rudy, he's, Rudy he's Garcia. like a pitch up uh, poster boy yeah, yeah. for. He's only about nineteen, <coughs> though, twenty or something. Oh really? Pretty, but pretty he swam up. like a twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a very good swimmer. Double amputee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've, uh, he he was on the coverage of that seventy point three World Champs. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I assume that's the same one. Yeah. Oh, that's sensational, isn't it? It's very good. It breaks my heart. Yeah, it breaks your heart. <laughs> I've got legs. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we had Switzerland. Now, the, the coverage on Ironman Live actually wasn't too flash for this race, but there was a really successful race. They had um, thirty thousand people come out and watch the race. Twelve hundred athletes on the first year. Mm. So it was pretty chilly. I had an athlete that was doing it, and he said it was a really chilly swim. Yeah, extremely fast times. Extremely fast times. And if you took the first guy out of the equation, pretty close racing, really. Uh, we had Ronnie Schnil- Schildnick, uh, the hometown favourite. He uh, lived up to his favouritism and won the race pretty convincingly in 3 hours 46.39. Um, we had Christoph Maurer in second place, 3 hours 51. He's a well-performed athlete, been around for a long, long time. And uh, Jimmy Johnson... 
was in third place in 3.52. Close race between uh, second, third. Andrew Johns was in fourth. Looked like he struggled a little bit on the run, yep. um, which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, but he's he's had a pretty good record over 70.3s lately. Well, it's amazing. I'm just, I can't get over how much... How successful was in its first year? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good build up for for the guys that have got Iron Man coming up. And interesting, I only just noticed this: the guy in fifth place, Constantine Bashor, was the German dude who was training down here in Christchurch this summer. Oh, it was too. Yeah, oh, he was a nice guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was very friendly. Very friendly. And on the girl side of things, we've got Nicholas Spring. 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 Yeah. And she did four fifteen, and then Karen. Karen gets one. Karen Thurig was four nineteen, so a little bit of a surprise there. Uh, Karen Thurig is obviously the world time trial. Mm-hmm cycling champion um, but didn't quite have enough in the tank on the run to hold off uh, Nicola Spirig who's a short course girl and uh, Sybil Matter made it, made it a Swiss trifecta in 4 hours 20 22 oh well, there you go any big news week- from that one? no not really no, no. ok let's move on <laughs> big weekend of half Ironman ok then we had the Bala middle distance triathlon in Wales and Ray actually sent me through a race report on this one and he said the run was absolutely mammoth it is quite a tough run there I've done that race and you run along on the flat and then you've got if, if, if it's still the same run and then you've got a pretty uh, brutal hill climb on the run yeah so we had in first place Mark Stenning from Swindon Tri. Do you know Swindon is where they based The Office? Yeah, I did know that actually. Yeah. Swindon Office, yeah. For those of you who don't know what The Office is, it's one of the best comedy programs that's been out in the last five years, isn't yeah. it? Swam, Gold. Swam 27, bike 204 and pulled off a pretty impressive 115 to win in 3 hours 47.06. So it's only a 20k run, so it's not quite a half. No. Nice. And so the bike's a little bit short as well. It's mm. 78k on the bike. Mm. Paul Hawkins was in second. Uh, you do a bit of a loop, so just kind of okay, m- convenience. convenience. Okay, Paul Hawkins, yep, coming at second. Only uh, 44 seconds down. He, it looks like he just lost it probably in the, the dying stages of the run. Yep. And Lawrence Fanoir was uh, third and 3.49. And it looks like a few Frenchies must have come over. They look like Frenchies. So very good. Nice, and we've got one more race to look at. We've Hold got on, race. We've oh, got back it up the hills. Up Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's find the females. How do we find the females? See, these, that's the problem with these sites when they don't uh, don't do things on females. Here we go. Females. Sean Dillon was. Oh, wait a second. Is she the first female? No. no. Back it up. It's fifth. Wait a second. We're getting there. We're getting there. You can. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Rehan Roxburgh was 4 hours 27 in first. And Kirsty Ties was second in 4 hours 28. It's a close race, less than a minute there. And then Joe Haley came in at 4.28 as well, about 30 seconds behind. Four. Very close racing. Mm. Nice work. Nice work. Again, wasn't the best at showing the jokes. Um, then on the, another race we had, which one's this? Now, this was interesting. I, I hope they haven't got a typo here because uh, this was the Weymouth Half Ironman, which is also in the in the UK. Yep. And the guy that won is 48. 48? <laughs> so... No, well, the category's the same, isn't it? Yeah, so Nick Kinsey swam... 405, so it wasn't a slow time. No, swam 30 minutes, biked 214, looks like he ripped the legs off everybody on the bike and then held on with a 120, and he won by five minutes. Wow. Very impressive. Michael Martin from Bath was in second, four hours ten. He needs some pretty big credit here because we've been talking about the chicks lately, haven't we? Been saying how all the chicks, you know, it's amazing they can pull off. Who was it last week? At forty-four. Yeah, yeah. Karis Myers was it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, just you know, obviously, some men can hold it for a long period of time. I can. So well, we've been leaning to a half in now. Oh, 
he's pretty competitive, but yeah. I, he wouldn't go winning them, I wouldn't think. No. Um, so what is your 405? Well, it depends on the course. You know? Yeah, true. Uh, so that's a pretty impressive effort there. Yeah. Uh, first overall, first in his age group, obviously. Yeah. And Michael Martin was second, 410, and then Ben Lang was in third and 413. Just ahead of Toby Radcliffe. Oh, Toby from Epic Camp. Toby got taken down in third place. How could you do that to us? And he's only 29. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was there. <laughs> so good stuff, right? good racing there. Oh, there you go. And on the girls' side of things, we had... Yvette Grice. And she kicked butt in the she girls, didn't she? It. She came most of the guys, too. She, where did she finish overall? Ninth overall. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's awesome. From Bodyworks... XTC and she finished in 421. She swam 27. Don't move the page, oh, Bear Bird. I, I need to. I need to. Yeah. Can you get that? Yeah. There we go. She swam 27, bike 231, and ran 122. That's pretty impressive. 421. Nice and, work. And now I'm scanning down the page while you're doing it. And here we go. Number two, Kerry Court Renshaw. 439. So that's a pretty emphatic victory there. Yep. And then we've got. Elizabeth Brahma oh, from Brighton Brahma. Phoenix. There we go. So. Very good. Congratulations to you guys who are probably using a lot of the people using those races for their warm ups for later in the season for uh, Switzerland and Austria coming up. And yeah, well, Ray was Man using UK. it for UK. Yep, yep. Yep, so well done on the racing. Okay, lastly, in news, we haven't got a lot of news this week, but John Blazeman dies. Yeah, so a lot of people have uh, obviously familiar with him. He had a lot of coverage on the, the Ironman. Races over the last two years, and obviously Kat got uh, a ALS. Okay, so wait a second. Why is he special? Didn't you watch the Hawaii coverage last year? No, not that I, I did, but I watched it live. You so know the guys, I didn't watch the TV you know thing. The guys that roll over the finish line. Yeah. So he's a guy who, fin- who finished the the year before. He managed to finish Ironman despite having ALS, which is a pretty debil- debilitating disease. Yep. And he was basically given a certain amount of time. To oh, he and then he died. came back again. And so actually, he didn't finish one year, but he has finished in the past. Yep. And uh, last year, he had somebody racing, sort of dedicating uh, the race to him, and he sort of set up a bit of a foundation. And so, a bit of a tragedy, but he's really um, raised the awareness of ALS and uh, a bit of a tragedy. It was always going to happen, he was going to die, and it was just a matter of a bit of a ticking clock. Wow. So, a uh, bit, bit of sad news. He's obviously done some great things with his life. He has. Mm. And I think actually at the re- weekend, Matt Reed, who's a Kiwi who now races for the States, he did the, the John Blaze roll across the line at the Al- Escape from Alcatraz triathlon. So, Which, just because we haven't actually got the results, have we got the results from that one? We haven't got the results, it's only a short course, but Andy Potts won. Yep, good old Andy, he's our mate, so yeah. we'll bring it up. So right, coming up this weekend, we've got, um, which one's this? Eagle Man. Eagle Man coming up this weekend. Okay, and we go... Professional. Professional. Okay, Eagle Man's coming up this weekend, and uh, Eagle Man is where? Eagle Man, somewhere in the States. <laughs> I'm trying to kill time. Here we go. Natasha Batman. She's a legend. Yeah, so we've got Eagle Man's a qualifier for obviously the 70.3 champs, also a qualifier for Hawaii, which we're a little bit, uh, we've debated once or twice yes. whether 70.3 should It's interesting be. when they've put the pros in, they've just gone, oh, they've gone alphabetical. So we've got Natasha Batman. It's a good field. You've got Luke Bell. You've got Luke uh, Bell. Who else have we got here? Fiona Doherty, good Kiwi girl. Yeah. Desiree Thicker. We've got the the McDonald duo, Chris McDonald, Marilyn McDonald. Oh. Chris Lee. So it should be a really good battle between Chris Lee and uh, Luke Bell. Rosie. During the race. Rosie's up there. Sheldrake. We've got lots of Kiwis here. Yeah. So it's going to be a good little, good little field there. Yeah. 
Anything else? No, nope, that's about TJ Tolkinson. He's pretty strong, and if Victor Zemensev is also very okay. So who's going to take it? Who's going to take it? I would go with. I'm going to go with Chris Lee. I'm going Luke Bell. Okay. Yeah. Guarantee you'll win it. Um, okay. Then whatever race we got here, let's have a look. We've got two we've got, new pages. We've got the one oh, we've got the one hundred one coming up. So second race. First one didn't sound like it went particularly well. Yep. Uh, not a very big field and a few sort of issues with the whole whole start of the series. Issue attainment. Uh, but it looks like they're rolling out race two. So I'm sure we're going to get a good pro field there. We haven't actually got a start list, but there's good money, so you can guarantee there will be a good pro field. The big question is is whether the age groupers are going to turn up to support the race. Okay. And then we've got the skull Skloss. The, the, got the Schloss Iron Distance Race in uh, in Germany, and also then in Austria we've got the one uh, the one Iron two two six. Going to be a bit of an interesting race. They're trying to set world records for Iron Distance racing over single Ironman, double, triple, and they've got a five uh, whatever you call a, a five Ironmans back to back. So what are they, have they made the course extremely easy? Have they? I'm not quite sure. I just know that doing five Ironmans back-to-back, I think it's a continuous swim as well, so you swim oh, five times. Oh, but they're not trying to see just the one Ironman? No, no. Oh, okay. Speed records. Oh, okay. So going to be very interesting. Hopefully we'll be able to get some results from that. If you're interested in finding out more on that, uh, I'm getting all these details off k226.com. So if next year you fancy doing a, a triple or a quadruple or a five Ironman... Would you? I might do a double one day. I don't know if I do really? a triple or a quadruple or anything like that. I wouldn't mind doing the... But how do they mainly do it? Do they do it that you do back-to-back or you just do double the distance? Well, it, it varies a bit. So I wouldn't mind going and doing Ultraman, which is you do double the distance uh, and just sort of do the twice the swim, twice the bike, and then twice the run. Yep. So I'll, I'll maybe do that one day. Oh, some secret training's been happening, eh? <laughs> um, anything else on the news front? That's pretty much it. You just made the comment on Mecca, but we've already talked about that previously. We have. And also we had a, we had the Christchurch Marathon down here in Christchurch oh, yeah, uh, this weekend, and we had an iron athlete, Fleur Bromley, finishing second in the women's race. Mm. I watched so the women's race. Did you watch the women's race? I watched them when they went past their first lap. Did you get bored, did you? I did. I take care of my wife, Bevan. Oh, okay. You're getting married. I'm mean, you're looking at me. You're having kids. Okay, then, so last week, and this was a perfect lead-on, wasn't it? Because last week, we came up with the idea, or at least I came up with the idea, of naming John's kid. And we've had quite a few interesting comments on this, and let's get the page up right now and go to it right now. So, 17 comments. I haven't been on here for a while. Plus, we had quite a few emails. So, just one point on the blog. Yeah. We do like getting emails. We get a lot of emails every week. Yeah. So, if you've, right got, on the blog. If, if you've got something to say about the blog, it would make our lives a lot easier if you put it on the blog. Fegan, first up. It's got to be Mully for a boy or Mullyena. Mullyena. For, for a girl. Fegan's uh, not going to be taking the prize. <laughs> <laughs> just one thing. Fegan actually got had a crash when he did... Um, was it Lanzagrotti? Mm-hmm. But it was actually one of the technical officials that actually got in his way, and uh, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. So we, we're on his side. Anyway, you're up next. Rollo, who's 34, from Germany, and he's expecting his first child in October. Wow, that's kind of cool. So Anna Rosa, and a boy. No, it's not going to be Bev. Oh, come on. Come go. on. Okay, if it's a boy, Tim or Don or Peter, <laughs> you owe them one. No. And that's for a, a girl, Cesare, and that's Ross. Ross. You like Desiree? Mm, it's not going to be Desiree. Okay. <laughs> Isabella? Isabella. Necessary Zach- on a bike. Zachary? My niece, my niece is Isabella. Yeah. She's a cute I little do, kid. Do you like Isabella? Oh, nice. Or Zachary? Zachary's not too bad. Yep. 
Ne- it- the next one's from Jono. Uh, he says Nina Newsom. We've already got a Nina Newsom in the family. So really? My auntie. Nina. Auntie Nina. Auntie Nina. <laughs> oh, Auntie Nina. Yeah. What about Norman Newsom? We haven't got a Norman. This sounds in the like a Sesame Street name, doesn't it? It does. You know, like Norman Newsom. Double N. Double N. Okay, this is cruel. I cannot believe you guys let Melly persuade you to allow this. Uh, but here it goes. An Italian theme. Whoa, how do you say that one? Because you're say, the Italian I guy. No, Nova. Nova, Nova Newsom. That's kind of cool. Spelt Newsom wrong. Or, oh, or so you're angry. Tony B see that. And they're both obviously for a boy or a girl. Yeah. And that's G-Sport. Keeping up with the birth is like an Iron Man theme. Perhaps you could get a finish line tape hung between the strips. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have an MP3. We've got the MP3 of Mike now. Mike yeah. Riley saying, you are an Iron Man. That's the names. Well. Jesse, as in Jesse Owens, or Winsome. Winsome Newsome. We did quite like the sound of that. Winsome Newsome. Nice. <laughs> and that's from Glenn. Actually, I'm trying to catch up with Glenn because he's off to Root next week as well. Anyway. Mm. Matthew, how about T1 for a boy and T2 for a girl? Hmm. Not likely. <laughs> Charles for a girl. For Charles and for a girl, Amanda. Amanda's yep. not bad. I mean, although my wife's sister's called Amanda, so that one's out. Well, what, but maybe you're doing a good favour to your wife's sister and she thinks she's privileged. Could do. Would you do that? Obviously not. No. <laughs> okay. How about names for questions and answers? No. Okay, here we go. How do you say that one? Alana. Alana. It's spelled a bit different, but isn't it? Hmm. For a girl's name. That's Jason. Nice. Cool. Next Wait one. Wait a second. Count down. He's going down. Go down, down, down. Downtown. Alphabet Street. Okay, here we go. Do you like boy, Prince? Boy Christopher. I've got a brother called Christopher. Oh. Can't do that one. Jeez, man. Uh, but you, you're just going to go back to every, like, the fifth cousin <laughs> on the 20th side. Girl, Samantha. Got a cousin, Samantha, I suppose. No, we haven't got a Samantha in the, in the, in the line. Oh, here we go. And there's the point. Daniel's bringing up the point. Bad shape, bad shape in summer for Norman. Ferris got injured in 05. Norman crashed in 06. No, all one, Kona. So he's saying, look out for the dangerous Kiwi. Nice. Okay, then Jono, he's come up, and he's got uh, Kia for a girl and Kaha for a boy. Unfortunately, killed in action. Long, mm. long-nosed monkey. So Kia means killed in action, apparently, and Kaha means long-nosed monkey. Which probably not appropriate. Probably not, yeah. No. yeah. Okay, here How we go. How about Bethany? It's quite... Mm. Uh, That's nice. Yeah. And Your mum sounds Bethany, Sam- isn't she? <laughs> no, and Samuel. <laughs> okay, here we go. You can just... Because it's a big one. Here's Neil. Neil. Oh, yep. Uh, first of all, I tried to be clever in a name that was. Oh, this is sensational. Amagram of Iron Man talk over things like anal rim knot. Probably won't go down too well. You're right, Neil. Probably won't go down. <laughs> but wait a second. I got an email from Belinda that I didn't send through to you. Anal rim knot is my favourite so far. Named after the father, of course. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, so you obviously haven't got a brother called Amy. <laughs> no, no, not that I know of. <laughs> and so Neil actually like Anahira, considering I can't hardly pronounce it. It's not likely. And Lani, which means flower. Nice. For a boy, he like K Kai K. It means the man, the man who killed Tinaru's pet whale. Nice. Okay. That's obviously Mary, Mary Legend or something like that. Good. Um, okay, then John, congratulations first and foremost, but here's my suggestion, Natasha, kind of after Badman, mm-hmm. and it's a little girl's name after her too. Well, that's his little girl's name. And uh, Mecca, would you do Mecca? No. What about the Boom for a first name? That's a pretty cool first name. No. I'd love the Boom, especially <laughs> when you're a kid, because when you're a kid, that's like really cool, because you go, what's your name? The Boom! <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like Batman, isn't it? <laughs> and now Stevie, okay, and you're up next. Jeff? Jeff, uh, has, he's got a couple of ferrets, which we could uh, possibly name our child after. That'd be, that'd be great inspiration. What did you name me after, Dad? Oh, just, 
some, some guys ferrets. <laughs> some guy, some blogs ferrets. <laughs> and is it these names, it's ferrets names, are Kiwi and Savalo. Okay, well. We could call mine Genius. After your sponsor. After my bike sponsor, Genius Newsom. <laughs> Genius. And you're giving to Boom a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, Murray Letworth's come up and he said that he's do a combination of Gordo, Scott, and John. So it could be Go Scott Joe. Yeah. <laughs> go Scott Joe. And then Joe. When, when the starter says go and the crowd shouts go, they think everybody's cheering him on. Nice. That's, that's good thinking. Murray actually married myself and my wife. Oh, so there you go. So he's, take, he's in the loop. I, I take Murray. So you can't name Murray because. No. No, Take Murray's suggestion seriously. Okay, and then uh, next up, Chance Barber. Uh, chance, obviously, for a boy. No chance, Chance. <laughs> no, no chance on that one. Sarah, do you like Sarah? We've got a Sarah. I've got a cousin, Sarah. <laughs> and, and an auntie, Sarah. <laughs> uh, okay, lastly, we've got Jacko. If it's a baby boy, the name should be Jorma. Jorma. And if it's a girl, Irma. Hmm. I mean, talk is made. Full of iron. One of the rocks. other ones that we did get emailed in, which I kind of like the the jingle to, is Cadence. Cadence. Oh, that's actually that's okay. Be right, eh? Cadence Newsom. Yeah. So you're gonna tell us? Pick up your cadence. Pick up your cadence. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not gonna tell you. So when should you do? Due on the thirteenth. Thirteenth. What's the date today? What's the no, date? it's next week. Some people, when they listen to this, will be happening. It could be. Wow. Anytime. Anyway, so uh, so this week, and this one kind of ties in with our website of the week this week, but this was your idea. Um, <clears throat> there's not a lot of try movies out there, are there, or endurance sport movies? And so we were just kind of wondering what you guys felt were the best try movies that there are out there, um, and it can be endurance sport because there's obviously not a lot of try movies, and also what or where to get them. Yeah, yeah, because. Um, I don't know, it's, it's one of the downfalls of our sport. We don't have a lot of kind of history in, in kind of the media, do no. we? There's a few. I mean, there's obviously a few cycling ones coming out at the moment. So they had uh, Hell on Wheels, and yep. obviously the one I talked about a few weeks ago was the Flying Scotsman. So there's yep. a few coming out. There's, I'm sure there's a lot more out there that we don't know about, and so we'd like to share that information. And uh, We actually got an email from the guys who did What It Takes. Did you get that? I, I sent did. it to you, yeah. yeah. And uh, they were they're thinking of doing one, a running race one, where they follow four top runners mm. leading to a race. So that'll be interesting as well. Um, so yeah, so what's your favourite Iron Man movie or endurance race movie? And then maybe where could we get that? So hmm. that's our discussion for this week. It's also a news for this week. You done? Mm-hmm. I'm okay. done. You got another name? No. Did you have a name that you wanted but you wanted you have? Because I didn't no, get to name my child. Not really. <laughs> we've sort of we, we come up with a short list and then we just veto each other off. So we both oh. vetoed each other. So so it mind. comes down to consensus. Yes, consensus. Oh. But what are you one you really love? Haven't got one I really really mm. love at this stage. It's a big decision. See, I almost think you should let the kid wait till they're like ten <laughs> yeah. and let them choose it themselves. Because well, it'd be something like Daboom, wouldn't it? They can go and change it through Depot if they want to. That's right. My mate changed his name to Joe Pineapple. Mm. He did. Nice. Anyway, that's the news for this week. Age Grouper of the Week. So we got this sent through from Rob. Rob Chance. Rob Chance. Well, Chance is a good name for a kid. Mm, no chance. <laughs> no chance. No chance. <laughs> I see you. You took it. I'm loving it. We're working with each other. <laughs> and uh, he sent in um, a name called Mark Van Ackeren. Oh, we'll go with that. Yep, yep. And he's 27. And yesterday in a whole new 70.3, he swung 24.09. Cheap is pretty good. Kept up for the pros on there. Bike 215. Well, that's pretty good. And ended up going 4.16. He won his age group by 16 minutes or so. He was second amateur finish, finisher. 
And I know for sure that he drinks some coffees of Hawaii. Even if we would have just given it to him for drinking coffees of Hawaii yeah, coffee, wouldn't we? <laughs> That's one way of getting in there. That's a pretty good effort, isn't it? <laughs> it's very solid. You know, it's it's always good. And if I, I really like it when the true age group is actually in there. Obviously, the some age group is up there that, that train full time pretty yeah. much. Um, but I really like to see it when uh, your average working Joe is sort of mixing it up with there with the pros. So, so while we're talking here, I'm going to pull up the Ironman site. So I wonder where he got overall. Do you think he would have got top ten? Yep, he would have got top ten. I would say. Well, probably, probably. Um, so I was actually looking at one of the other Ironman sites. They, they, they make it really tricky to find out how much prize money there is at the different races, but I did actually see at uh, Eagleman there's 8,000 US for, for the winner in the 70.3, because I know you've asked me a number of times how much prize money there, uh, oh, there is. Oh, that's pretty good then, isn't it? So it goes eight. It, it drops down to about seventh place, but I don't think there's too much consistency across the uh, across the races. Okay, wait a second. Keep talking about something else. Well, and uh, what, 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 do they, what people I, do with that money? <laughs> here we go here we go he got 7th 7th place <clears throat> well so that's pretty good so yeah very good, good. So, so, Mark you are our age group of the, of the week. week what were you going to say before I interrupt you I did a wind trainer today I got a new wind trainer it's going to be on product review centre next week why because Wind trainers suck. No, it's good for you. I know a few of you guys are actually on a wind trainer right now listening to us, but it's obviously because the weather's bad. No, it's good for you. I bet you never use it. I've got a wind trainer. You used it today. Yeah, but it's only because you got it. It's like new. No. Did you feel I'm cool? committed. But it's bad for your bike, isn't it? Oh, I'll just get a new bike next year then, won't I? Okay. Fair enough. Genius look after me. I hate wind trainers. <laughs> I, think, I think they're the biggest waste of money you can do. Unless you have to. And uh, I can understand when you have to, but how long did you go? I bet you didn't go long. Went for an hour. It was a long hour. That was no, it wasn't a long hour at all. I did my specific work. It was very good. Bit of spinning, bit of cadence work. There we go. John's got a wind trainer. There we go. Watch out, product review next week. I need to do that noon stuff as well. Anyway, here we go. Next up. Website of the week sensational website this week and it's not just because it's a great website but it's because both John and I are on it that's right and the website was sent through from Kat and Kat how to say that last name Warbird and she sent us through this week's website and it's called triathlontube.com now what someone doing this guy's name is James because I nicked the little link off there and put it on our website but James, what he's done, he's obviously gone on to websites like YouTube and um, Metacalf I think is one as well where, you know those websites where you go and look at kind of Random crap. Do you go on YouTube? No. No. I haven't got enough time for this, Bevan. That's right, even a kid. So, um, but anyway, you go on YouTube and you can look up triathlon. You can sometimes kind of find random videos. What they've done is they've created a website. It's kind of like a blog page where they just try to find all the videos that are on the internet on those different sites. So you've got some YouTube ones, or the mainly YouTube at the moment. And um, this is a great website. <laughs> I showed Belinda last night and. Uh, it's got the, the crawl-off between yeah. Wendy Ingram and Sean Welsh, and it's just sickening. It's yeah, just, yeah, that is sickening, isn't it? It's not, it's not pretty. Uh, you've got to go in there. Go and, go and have a look at it. Now, we're talking in our discussion of the week, we're talking about the great movies and that, and a lot of the really great content for about our sport, you know, in a way, this website is the great movie, isn't it? Because it's got all the really good races that you can find on the internet. And nowadays, that seems to be how people actually get that information. Um, you've got the crawl off here. You've got Challenge Wanaka, which is good to see. You've got Brazil 2007. And wait a second, who's in that one, John? Oh, I'm in that one. You've got to very briefly see somebody running down the hill in an epic camp, sort of grey and orange little uh, ensemble. Yep. I get a bit of a plug on the website because I put up the 
Um, what did I put up? I put up the Mark Allen race. And so yeah. it gives me a bit of a plug and he says, from Ironman Talk, gives us a link. So we like that, James. Mm-hmm. So it's a real good time waster at the end of the day. If you're at work and you've got nothing to do, go to triathlontube.com and when your boss walks past, just quickly put it down. <laughs> Keep the volume low. You get some earphones and say so you're listening to some content about how to do work better, <laughs> um, how to be more efficient with your time. But um, and, and they break down the categories. So something that in the categories, they've got ads and promotions. And I imagine, that, for example, they made that Cliff Bar ad, yeah. which is quite funny. They've got biking ones, they've got um, blog roll, history, motivation, uh, pros, races, running, swimming, triathlon, and uncategorized. Now, admittedly at this stage, it's not huge. They're probably all together maybe got like 20 to 25 little clips. But um, I think the more they get supported, the more they'll add on there. And uh, I just think it's a really great place to go to cool. check it out. Eh? Yeah. yeah, And it's also one of those links that you send through to your Tri Buddies. And, uh, Triathlontube.com. You are our website, website of the week. week. And last week, you know how we did the website last week with the top ten, top ten triathlons. Oh yeah, 10? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hadn't actually put the show up on the net, and I got an email from the guy, and he said, oh, "I love your show, blah blah blah." By the way, this is my website. Check it out. And I was like, "You're going to be a happy man." Word spreads quickly oh, around the Iron Man talk. We're bigger than the Beatles, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah who's the Beatles? Anyway, mm. that's our website of the week. Coach's <laughs> Corner. It was in a daydream. You were, you were thinking about child names, weren't you? You were thinking to yourself, I really do like that, the boom. Yeah, <laughs> I was just in a little dreamland there. But a, a little while ago, we got sent a couple of emails by various listeners, and we haven't got their names handy, yep. just asking about maybe some tips on sponsorship. Yeah, totally. So, Bevan and I have been reasonably successful over the years, sort of getting... Um, a bit of support along the way, and obviously for the show, it's sort of starting to build up now as well. So we're still going to give you guys a few little tips on uh, things you might be able to do, because it's not always about the fastest athlete that gets a sponsorship. It really isn't, is it? Um, you know, in the past, I think a lot of people think, um, often viewed sponsorship as, as the business, you know, helping the athlete out, and it's not, you know, there's definitely some of that that still goes on if you happen to have a mate or a friend or a friend who just wants to give you a bit of a helping hand in the right direction. But most sponsorship these days is really should be viewed as a win-win situation. So the athlete's obviously getting a good deal out of it, but also the business in return is going to be either getting uh, just brand exposure or going to be turning you know turning things into sales. Obviously, at the end of the day. So um, you've written a book here, haven't you, mate? I, I wrote this piece. I think I wrote this on a plane. It was a few weeks ago. I haven't quite finished the article. You didn't take that photo, but did it'll, you? it'll be going up on my, my new website when that goes live. Oh, nice. Soon. So, so here we go. I've sort of broken it down into a few different areas. So firstly, who you should uh, consider approaching. And the best thing you can do is stop scrolling, Bevan. Oh, it's just I'm making sure I'm not going to talk ahead of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First thing you've got to do is... I'm sorry for your kid if that's how you're going to act, mate. You've got a short fuse. <laughs> you've got to use your contacts. Uh, you know, if, if you try to just email off to Nike and... Power Bar and Gatorade and places like that, those guys get thousands of emails every day. Yep. Unless you've got a connection somewhere, the likelihood, unless you're a, a, a Serena Williams or a Tiger Woods, getting sponsorship is pretty slim. I was reading something today, he gets 100 million US just in sponsorship a year. Yeah. Once you go and pass a couple of million, it doesn't really mean much, does it? I wouldn't mind. You know, a couple <laughs> million. So I, I think a few things to add here is that. Um, 
it's, you kind of look at sponsorships in two ways, and I think that the first way you look at it is, you know, for me when I did Hawaii, it was all about fundraising, mm. and so and so that sponsorship is that way is maybe fundraising it and then going to a company and getting sponsorship from a company yeah. or a business person. So, so we're talking about sponsorship today. Yeah, well, we're not going to fundraise. Maybe, maybe we can have fundraising. Well, I think we can, I can edit it now, right now. But um, I think the thing is, is that when you go to your friends, because often when you do fundraising, um, you're hitting the same people up all the same time, and so I think that if you're going to do a fundraising thing that what you do is you have one thing that gets the most amount of money out of them. If you know what I mean? So it's like you maybe do something, maybe get a T-shirt printed and you charge maybe $70 for this T-shirt and they know they're paying more to support you Mm. and that way you get like 50 bucks out of each person and you get a big hit instead of going... Because I think when you do fundraising, you're always going back to the same people and I feel, you know, if you're like... Getting $2 here and $5 Yeah, yeah, and you're just bugging the same people because you only have so much of a network and so I just think with fundraising, think, okay, if I'm going to ask somebody for something, how can I get the most out of them? And, you know, it's fair and also add some value to what they're doing. But Mm. then, yep. We're going to come back to sponsorship. Okay. So use your, use your contacts. Um, yep. So like Ben said, you start with your friends, your colleagues, relatives, and uh, you've got really got to try to have a connection to get your foot in the door. You might not necessarily know the person uh, directly at the, the start of sort of uh, the start of things, but use your connections so you can get in there. And uh, you know, best thing is to look look at triathlon people. Um, there's a lot of the people in triathlon are very very successful, and if you can go to them with a bit of a quirky idea, uh, they more than likely be happy to not happy to support you. But if they can sort of see where you're going to, um, you're much better off focusing on people you know. I, have, I think the other thing as well is that um, like for me this time, Coffees of Hawaii, Albert's actually given me some support. Um, I've had a real estate agent give me some support, and then I just had this guy who's made a lot of money and. Um, He's retired and he's, he's worth a lot, a lot of money and he just wanted to support me. And so I think sometimes having, and I, to be honest, um, he came through as my sister knowing him and mm. I didn't actually know the guy. And so that's where your friends and family can really help out. And so mm. sometimes people just want to support someone achieving a big thing. Mm. And, um, if you can get that for just the financial side of thing without the sponsorship, that can also really help as well. Mm. So also probably think locally um, before you start sort of thinking na- nationwide or worldwide or anything like that. So especially if you're from a relatively small town, you uh, just just go for your local local small businesses first, and then you know if you have a lot of success, then maybe sort of go nationwide. And obviously, if you're at the international stage, you're probably doing uh, pretty well for yourself. Yeah, totally. Uh, sort of how to approach people rather than just. Uh, Flicking somebody an email with your CV attached to it, I'd say the chance of getting a response from that's pretty slim. Yeah. Um, you know, most people get a lot of emails every well, it's day. It's easy to say no, isn't it? And it's very easy to say no, yeah. or very easy to delete and say, "Oh, I never got your email." Yeah. God, that that damn that damn email doesn't work yeah. that well all the time, does it? Interweb. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sending an email with your CV attached is not very fe- effective. Uh, best way is probably to to have a bit of a conversation on the phone first, and then then possibly sending your email through or going and taking in a hard copy version when you've got a, an appointment with somebody. In this situation, it's just like a job application. Mm. You know, you, you want to present yourself in a way that's um, professional, um, like that you're going to be representing, for a sponsorship, representing their company or the person, just something that gives you credibility to them from the start. And obviously, as an athlete, generally we look pretty fit. So, you know, really sell that point, look the part, but... Um, and remember, building rapport is really important. If someone mm. likes you, they've got a better chance of actually kind of supporting you than if you come in and you come across as a bit of an arrogant dork. Mm. Um, they, you know, they're not going to be as supportive towards you. And I guess what the, one of the key things is, you, you, like Bevan said, you've got to treat it as a bit of, like a bit of a sales process. So when you are going through 
the start of the say the first time you're talking to somebody, start to gather a bit of information. That's what sales is obviously all about. You know, you don't just go in there and tell them all about you and what you can do. You've got to try to figure out what they're trying to achieve, and then you've got to think on your feet and try to match that up. So, yep. you know, if, if they're trying to expand in a certain area of um, the country or something like that, where you say, well, I'm going to be racing in this part of the country, or just come up with something on your feet. You've got to try to match the, the business's needs with what you can provide rather than just going in there and telling them all about yourself. Um, I'm just going to scan now because I just want to see if you cover this. One thing to be on, oh, we'll talk about this next. Okay, so then how? what can we offer? What can you offer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so try to be a bit inventive here. Don't just go in there and say, right, I'm, uh, you're going to give me X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to put your logo on my top, and everybody's going to see that, and that's going to get you, you know, a huge amount of sales. Yeah. These days, you know, you've got to think think outside the square a little bit. Um, I mean, some, obviously what a lot of people these days are doing uh, are websites, and if you're, if you're a good writer and you've got some interesting things to say, setting yeah. up a blog, that, blog can get, great. that can get people back to your website. So you need a reason to, for people to come back to your website, and then obviously that logo of the sponsor is always going to be there, so it's going to get higher visibility. So that's the thing about websites. Just having your results up there often isn't going to get people coming back very regularly. You need well, yeah, like a good website. Like if you really think of your websites you look at most days, like for me, one's called dig.com. Now, um, the content is new quite often, and I think a good website makes you want to go back two or three times a week at least, and the really good ones make you want to go back daily, and um, and that really comes down to putting a lot of content. Now, well, you're not going to have that much time to be able to commit that much content, but I think it's important to remember that when we do something like an Ironman, it's such a big event that our friends in our network are really interested in it. Mm. And um, and so if you have time to write something up like a blog, it does actually bring people to your website. And if you can promote that a little bit, and then um, you know, then if they go to a shop, you know, like your local cycle shop, and they say, oh, "I've been reading John's blog," and you know that looks and they're supporting, you know, the cycle mm. shop, then it you know all kind of adds up. Try to keep it regular as well. That's yeah. what a lot of people like about our podcast. Yeah, totally. It come, yeah. Comes out every week, whereas there's other podcasts which come out. Just randomly. Sporadically. Yeah. So maybe if you can write a blog every Sunday night, then people know that if they go there on Monday morning, they can have a quick check at what you're, what you're about and uh, and then obviously sort of carry on. Just one thing, because I am kind of into design, you know, make it beautiful. Um, the content is really, really important, but try to make it so it's visually appealing. Um, and, and how do you do that? You just look at other websites. When you go around websites, um, have a look at websites that you think really work and then look at websites that you don't think work. And um, there's a lot of good blogging web, um, like blogger, for example, blogger.com, yep. they'd actually do it for you. We, you'd, we use WordPress for our one, and uh, but just, you know, it does help if a website looks kind of pretty, so mm-hmm. really be aware of that. Something I know you've done in the past, and these are just some easy things you can do, a newsletter um, yep. that you can send out fairly regularly, obviously giving your sponsors some coverage there, writing some articles for your triathlon club, yep. uh, and again, you know, you could, uh, part of the deal would be, say, I'm going to write some articles for the tri club and, and return just down the bottom of it, have uh, acknowledgement of my sponsors. Yep. Um, something that a lot of people do is making some support supporters clothing um, for your support crew, yep. and obviously having your, your coverage there. And, and they're obviously going to be out. You're going to be out there racing all day, but so are your support team. One thing, one thing I think that what you should talk to about with your sponsor is that people like a deal, and so I think it's a really good idea that with your sponsor that you say, okay, well, you sponsor me, and I'm going to get you exposure. But you know what? They're actually going to come to you if I can kind of offer a deal. Now I know they're giving you something for getting sponsored, but at the end they they kind of want to sell. And so if you could on your blog or like for example, I do do a newsletter occasionally, and I just telling people what I'm up to. And on that, if you could have okay, if you go to you know for example, our Scott, Scotty Browns this week, he's going to give you a 15% discount on anything if you mention this blog. 
<laughs> then it's a win-win for everybody because you get you get your sponsorship money, they get someone in their shop, and then the buyer or the person reading your blog then thinks, well, I may have gone this week, and um, I think you know that's another way of creating a sale for the sponsor. Mm. And probably one other final sort of thing I've, I've p- mentioned here on just easy things to do is being pretty outgoing in, in terms of the triathlon community, getting yep. out there, helping newbies in the sport, um, trying to get involved with your triathlon club, and obviously you're wearing all your gear when you're out there doing that with your big sponsors logo all over it. So those those sorts of things don't just rely on going out and training and racing and expecting that to be enough. If you want to get some, especially if you want to get money out of somebody, you've got to go the extra mile. And and, uh, and if you can be helping out a newbie, they're generally very, very appreciative and they'll probably go and buy something from your sponsor just to help you out. And just lastly, one thing is, is that Talk up your sponsors. I think one thing we neglect uh, is how much respect people have for us uh, mm-hmm. in our sport. It's such a demanding, challenging thing in our lives. And so people often look up to us, and we don't really understand that, or we may even not be aware of it. And I think that when you're talking about your things, you know, like you'll notice someone who's really well sponsored is that they often talk about the products that they use in a way that's just a part of their language. It's just kind of like they're just talking and they say, oh, you know, and I went down to Scotty Brown to get my bike fixed and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, or, you know, I was just taking my high five or whatever. And so it's like, just see what I was doing there with my sponsor. Yeah. 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 Nice, <laughs> nice. But that way, that way, because again, like, especially if you're kind of a better athlete in your local community, people are always trying to look for the edge. And if your sponsor's giving you a product and in theory you think it's a good product or, you know, they're supporting you in that way, by you, you, you know, that's kind of your job is to talk it up a little bit. So, and in doing it, you still got to remain credible. Like, don't just sell out. Don't just say something's good because, you know, they're giving you cash, but, or a product. Um, but you know, when you when you're talking to people, you know, really use their influence. Hmm. Uh, just a couple of other different ideas on things you could do is if you're a fairly well experienced athlete and you maybe got a little bit of co- uh, coaching experience there, um, perhaps offer to go into the business and help out with some of their employees getting uh, training up for for maybe a beginner triathlon, something like that. It's not always about sales and exposure. You know, often it can be about getting their employees more satisfaction. Yep. So. That could be one thing. Uh, like I've already said, sort of talking about getting into your tri club uh, and getting involved there. If you're a good speaker, perhaps doing a little bit of motivational speaking yeah, or totally. just just speaking at schools or anything like that, anywhere. Uh, also, one other thing is if you're from a small area, try to get a contact in your local newspaper. Yeah, and that's something just, you're really good at. Eh? You're yeah. really good at PR. So basically, at the end of the day, you're writing a story and it's, it's got to be of interest. John's actually really good at He seems to get quite a few articles in the paper and he's got us a few on the websites around the world and um, it's really just, you know, you, you try to find something interesting about your story. Now, we've all got our own little stories. And so, you know, a lot of people obviously lose a lot of weight. And so you could go to your local paper and say, you know, look, I've lost this much weight and I'm doing this big goal. And, and make it really interesting. And if you're not a good writer, see, like for me, writing's not my real strong point. I can understand how to write, but it's not my real strong point. So often what I do is I hook up with someone who knows a good writer, mm. get the message across, and then, you know, you know, you work your strengths. But, um, PR just really, you know, and you have to get your picture in the paper as well, and um, mm. yeah, it's a really good way to get your, your exposure up. Everybody there. likes their picture in the paper. Everyone loves the picture. <laughs> I was talking about that this morning, actually. And probably one other final thing, if, if, if your sponsor is a sporting sponsor, um, perhaps offer to help set up a race expo booth or something like that. The other thing is as well is... Um, like for me, so I'm a bit unique, but I work in a gym, and so like I know for Scotty Browns, this is a cycle shop that I support, well they support me lots, and so I kind of support them back, now I'm in front of around about 1,000 to 1,500 people a week, so 
when I talk of a cycle shop, I always talk of Scotty Browns, and that's one way that I've brought a lot of business to his company or to his shop, and uh, I, that's how I can give back to his business. And it's, you know, you just really think outside your squares and just think, how can I add value to this product? And uh, yeah, I think that makes a big difference. So that's a little bit on what you can offer. Uh, what should your proposal contain? This is going to be pretty brief because I don't like big proposals. Uh, I'll show you my one. I did. I've, I've seen your one. Oh, have you seen my latest one? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Let's, let's, not, let's not digress. It was beautiful, wasn't it? It's okay. <laughs> um, so my suggestion is you should uh, have a little bit of a covering letter, limit to limit it to half a page. In terms of your CV, I'd say an absolute maximum is one page, and then one page on sort of what you can do for the sponsor, sort of matching what you can provide with what they need. So yep. there, there it is. It's two and a half pages, absolute max. Yep. And I can tell tell you from from receiving, it's it's the same as a, a work CV. If you send anybody a CV longer than two and a half pages. Guarantee they won't look at it. So 100 pages is out. 100 pages is out. <laughs> now I think I think this is one of the most important things. So you've made rapport by meeting the person, and you're going to go away. And next thing you need to do is you need your CV to make an impression. And um, I think if you're dealing with people who are athletes themselves, this next point isn't so important. But if you're dealing with people who aren't athletes, so one thing I did in my latest CV is I just made bullet points of this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bike in the next three months leading up to this race. I'm going to bike so many k's. I'm going to run so many k's. I'm going to swim so many k's. You know, these are the things I'm going to do. Now, to you and I and, and John, that's not so impressive because that's what we do. But again, to the general public, that just seems totally crazy. And I know the guy um, who gave me, the guy my sister used to put me onto, he, he basically read my CV and he rang me straight away and he said, mate, that's so impressive. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, and like, you know, to John and I, that's just what we do. But, you know, mm-hmm. again, people don't realise how... You know, we don't realize how impressed people are by the things we do. And so by having, you know, you're really in that, in that first page of the CV, you're really selling your real, you know, what this takes to do this thing. Mm. Don't overdo it. Yeah, again, you don't, you know, you just need bullet points to really sell the point home. And I, to me, I think that really was one of the big reasons I got that sponsor. Mm. Two and a half pages max. Yeah, and again, make it beautiful. Have a really nice photo. Um, if you don't know anything about design, get someone who knows a little bit about design. Again, you know, it's the book doesn't, the, the, what is it? Judge a book by its cover. Cause Judge a book by its cover. Because <laughs> people do do it. You're not supposed to, but, but ju- people But people do. do, you know. Okay, come on. So, um, you know, make it beautiful and uh, definitely. And, and, and what you can do for the sponsors. And often, one thing you can do is, like, you can do some things for the business as such, but sometimes you can even offer to maybe coach the sponsor. Mm-hmm. Or do things like that. Um, so for me, I've actually coached some of the guys I've sponsored in before who have sponsored me before. Not so much in triathlon because that wasn't really my idea, but it was more as a personal trainer. And I said, look, I can give you back some of my time for the money that you're going to give me. And so mm-hmm. that's one way around that. Mm-hmm. So Bevan sort of rolled onto their what to ask for. It kind of more or less depends on what you can offer them. You know, if mm-hmm. you can't offer a sponsor a huge amount, obviously it's it's pretty hard to go and and ask for a lot. But there's lots of ways you can get things. You know, a lot of uh, Maybe a different sort of shop might just give you discounts. Some things might give you free things. And then obviously the cash sponsor is what everybody's after, but that's obviously the most difficult to get. So it's really what you can offer. And that doesn't mean you've got to, like we've said, doesn't mean you've got to be the best athlete in the world. But if you can offer somebody and and say to them, I can give you this amount of coverage or this, I'm pretty sure I can get you this amount of sales, then then, then don't be be afraid to ask for plenty. I think one thing is as well, is that like um, what's that one square meal? There's a there's a one square meal which is like a muesli bar. And, but you and wouldn't buy that. You get a, you get a power cookie. No, we oh yeah, we'll get power cookie. But one, but one square meal is another kind of place in Christchurch to make kind of a muesli bar type bar for athletes. And uh, but definitely a power cookie. Yeah. Or high five. Yeah. Or, or pro four. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but um. One square meal. They actually they've just sponsored a local athlete, and this is a guy who's a businessman and. Um, 
you know, they made the point of sponsoring him with more of the fact that he works and he trains and all the rest of it. He's no, he's not a gun mm. athlete as such. He's, you know, I'm mm. sure he does okay. But, you know, like, if you can go to them and say, you know, like, how about you look at me and say, you know, this is something that's, you know. Exactly. And that's a, that's a big point, actually, I haven't put in here. I mean, it's down to you to, to tell your sponsor, well, you're sponsoring me now. Let's actually make something of it. Yeah. You know, so often people go, okay, there's $5,000 or something. Go away and do your triathlon. Yeah. Um, whereas... You know they've really got to grasp the whole thing and, like you said, and use it as their their marketing angle. Well, it so, is a marketing exercise, isn't it? Yeah. So they just shouldn't be viewing it as oh, I'll give you five thousand dollars. If they're going to give you five thousand dollars, then they should be saying right, we're going to give you five thousand dollars, and we're going to have another five thousand dollar budget or something to do some advertising with that. Yeah. So encourage them to use your image and the clean green image of triathlon to help them promote their business and, and the fact that they're associated with a pretty cool sport and a pretty pretty healthy sport. And the nice thing that what happens with that is if someone actually um sponsors you and makes you a part of their marketing now this may be for more high level people but it actually makes you more exposed so then you become more appealing to more marketers and so um, like for example my modeling i do a lot of modeling in christchurch and often my face is up around town i get a lot of crap about it but (laughs) did anybody notice that ridiculous picture bevan put on the website about two weeks ago i I forgot to give him crap about it when he's wearing a flipping raincoat standing in a forest you know what that's in the new zealand magazine at the moment so there you go i'm superstar look like a plonk but you know what modeling in a way helps my exposure because then people get to know me more and uh again it just gives me more exposure which then gives my sponsors more exposure and so you know the more ways that if you can get a sponsor to give you more exposure as well that helps you get more sponsors on board mm. so uh yeah and finally probably the most important part of the whole thing is once you've got that sponsor sponsor on board is uh maintaining the relationship it's bloody hard to get sponsors yep. but it's reasonably easy once they're on board to stay on board unless they obviously have marketing cuts or if your contact sort of leaves a business so really work on maintaining it send them regular updates on emails uh, and just let them know what you're up to, any successes you have. Obviously, if you get any coverage whatsoever, um, sending it to them as soon as you can. And then what I like to do is every year or every end of every season, I always send my sponsors a bit of review on the coverage that I've gotten them during the season and obviously try to maintain the relationship. Easy to do. A lot of people completely balls it up. Uh, but we can guarantee you it's much easier to maintain the relationship rather than actually trying to get the sponsor. I think this is really important as well, and John's got under-promise and over-deliver. I think one thing is that we can often think, oh, yeah, I'll do this, this, and this, and this for you because you're keen and you want to get the sponsor on board. And then by the time you get into training, you just haven't got time. So uh, when you do think, you know, before you even go into the meeting or whatever you have with them, really be realistic about what you can give them. And if it's just exposure, that's cool. But if, you know, like sometimes you do offer time, and you know maybe time isn't that available, so you've really got to be really because otherwise you end up letting them down, and um, you know that goes the wrong way. It's interesting, John saying about the sponsorship about writing reports and stuff. I was I get sponsored by Nike for group fitness. I don't actually get it for um, for triathlon and such, but I get it for group fitness and. When they're sponsoring me, they're saying how they've sponsored so many athletes, and most athletes just think they deserve it. Mm. And that, and the lady who sponsors me, or who's kind of the person I deal with, she was telling me about a guy called Steve Gurney, which all the Kiwis would probably know, but he's one of the world's top multi-sport athletes for years, and uh, he's won what with the Coast to Coast race we've talked of about nine times. So the guy's a legend, and she just said that as a, you know, they used to sponsor him, and they just said he was unbelievable. He'd be writing to them all the time. They, they always knew what's happening. They're always mm. up to date. He always looked to help them out, and they just felt you wanted to sponsor him because he really gave back to the company. And it's just so important because it's not just a take. It really has mm. got to be a win-win. So, mm. yeah. So there we go. We better wrap that section up now because we've been rabbiting on for a while. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. So there we go. So that's a little sponsorship tips. Nice. So hopefully you can get some sponsorship and 
take yourself somewhere in the world and mm. I tell you what it is really nice so at this time so close I, it come no, on no no go quickly go quickly <laughs> when I went to Hawaii I had to I did the fundraising thing and it was like three months of work every weekend you were like fundraising 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 and this time around I've been really fortunate to have Albert and a couple other people just come in with the money and it's just taken so much pressure off my race mm. so thank you those people okay so we're going to really rip through some quick questions answers and comments okay. um, Andrew one, Andrew Kerr wait a second questions and answers. answers Andrew Kerr Andrew Kerr he just sent over a quick image we're going to have a link of that up on our website okay okay uh, just a <laughs> more pic- work a picture of Graham O'Brien in his latest position he also made a comment that Graham O'Brien did actually go and ride for a professional team oh uh, and got out France, because of the drugs and a few weeks into the contract a few weeks into the uh, the training they told him he needed to have a medical package and he said I'll go elsewhere and yeah. get my own medicine so uh, that was quite interesting okay so then we've got one from Peter uh, he was really Tinhort. we had a question a few weeks ago just asking about the online magazine that some people had disappeared and yep. one of the ones that is that is out there is in English is Trizet T-R-I-Z-E-I-T dot D-E yep and uh, there you go so you can go there I'll put a link on that on the website Still loving the show. I tried recently to open the links to Dave. Oh, Dave Remy. So, you know what? I've had lots of the questions about this lately. He took it, he hit it up initially. So, Dave Remy had a race plan we talked about. It must have been about a year ago now. Mm. And uh, it was a really great race plan just to how to organize your race. It was a really kind of tick box kind of race plan. And he had it on his website. And then he's obviously taken it off again recently because we've had, honestly, I've had about four or five emails in the last week asking for it. So, um, Dave, if you still listen to the show, could you chuck it up there or at least give me a link or something or maybe even send it through to me and I can put it as a PDF on our website. I went to, I took away the PDF link and just went to his website and it didn't seem to, his website seems to have gone. So, mm. um, Dave, if you're still out there, give us some love. Mm. Uh, we had an email in from uh, Barry Plager and he's sort of considering whether to come down and do Ironman New Zealand or Wanaka next year. So yep. Bevan and I have done both and Bevan hasn't done the full Wanaka course. No. So with both courses, uh, we thought we'd just do a quick comparison. They're both lake swims, which are really, really nice lake swims. Yeah. The bikes are both on fairly heavy chip roads, so they're yep. pretty slow going. So don't expect to come down here and do a miraculously no, fast no. time on the bike, because it just won't happen. I'm looking forward to route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that on. Uh, so with Ironman New Zealand, the, the pros of that race are you've got a bigger field. Uh, it's a slightly easier course, a little bit quicker than, uh, than Wanaka. I'd probably say about 10 to 15 minutes quicker. Uh, and then I'd say probably the, on the, the flip side is it, it is a big field, and some people might not like that. Um, uh, yeah, to me it kind of depends on what, where you are in your career. If it's your first race... I'd probably go to New Zealand. Yeah, if you haven't done an Ironman before, um, you'll get a, a bigger experience and see what Ironman on a big scale is all about yeah. in Ironman New Zealand. The things I really like about Wanaka is I think the course is a bit more spectacular. Yeah, that run. Very, uh, yeah, the bike and the run, very, very nice scenery. So. Yeah, beautiful. Nice. It's got better access to the South Island, which is where Bevan and I are. So yep. you've got a better chance of meeting us, and it's a much better tourism area. Yeah, like so you're, you're about an hour and a half from Queenstown, and Queenstown is where it's at in the South Island. You've got all the extreme sports, so mm. you could kind of do Wanaka and then hang out for another week or so and do your bungee jumping and your jet boats and all that kind of crazy stuff. So, so they're, they're kind of pretty similar races, but I think probably the main thing is a little bit nicer down the South Island, smaller smaller fields. Um, yep. They're both good races, though. Nice one. I, one thing you didn't actually mention here, better chance of meeting Bevan and John. Yeah, so <laughs> come down to Wanaka. Are you going to race? I'll be down there. You going to race? <laughs> no. 
Uh, Hi- highly unlikely. Highly unlikely because old De Boom's going to be busy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Scott, both. Well, I thought this, this is quite a good one that, uh, to get Bevan's perspective on. So Scott, is uh, he's improved his Ironman time quite considerably this year at Arizona. He did a 40-minute PB, dropped his uh, time down to 9 hours 46. Yep. So his question is, how big a difference is it going from 9.46 down to sub-9 hours? Oh, uh, so do you want me to answer now? Well, no, I, I was just interested. You've you've obviously gone through. I haven't gone through the process so much. Whereas you've come down from eleven hours and then come down to so ten and a half, and then nine forty-five, and then nine nineteen, or something yep. like that. So you've probably got a quite a good uh, practical experience in terms of how hard you thought those maybe the initial improvements were versus the improvements. So you're I think I think anyone now. your first and second races are always going to be a lot better. Well, not always, but most of the time, because the first race you just don't have the experience. Second race, often you're just a bit wiser, and so you're often not in you know twenty. 30 minutes off in that first and second race I often think it's your second to your third so I went from I think I must I went from like 9.49 to 9.19 so I lost half an hour then I, it was kind of harder but I found the crew so I started mm-hmm. training with Gordo and John and all those boys and um, I think that the once going from 9.45 to 9 hours is a huge step um, mm. you know like it's realistically taken me 3 or 4 years to get to this level mm. and, and that's of you know like I remember when I first started I went and saw Scott and he said to me if you want to do well in Ironman you've got to train hard and long every day you know <laughs> day in day out and and the, mm. the term we use often is backing it up mm. and I remember reading about Scott once saying how you know you've got to back up sometimes you've got to back it up when you're injured sometimes you're really tired you know you just got to back it up and um, it, to be honest to lose that last 45 is really hard unless you do something like go to a really fast course you know so if, you know so obviously in theory as long as I don't you know blow up and rote I should go faster because New Zealand's a lot slower than rote so mm. in theory you know in a way I'm kind of cheating to maybe get my nine but um, you know hopefully I go you know hopefully I get my nine but at, the end of, <laughs> but at the end of the day that's one way of doing it but I think if you're going to stick on the same course I think it can be done if you're a 945 athlete but you have to commit a lot of time like I commit yeah. I'm a full-time athlete at the end of the day yeah and uh, yeah, it, it is a big commitment. I, I think that to get to nine forty six, if you've got lots of talent and if you've got a good sort of sporting background, maybe you're, you're pretty new to triathlon. Yep. I think that that's pretty realistic. But to to get below nine thirty is quite hard, and to get to nine hours, I think is is really hard. Um, yeah, it's a step up because eh? you know you're basically doing a, a fifty five less than fifty five swim, a mm. sub five run, a bike, and then a, you know hopefully a sub three run. You know can play around with that, but that. Those are pretty fast times. Yeah, so you, you, you've got to be pretty committed. Yep. So just a few quick tips. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's impossible. Um, nothing's impossible, but it's going to depend a little bit on your background. You know, it does take quite a few years, like Bevan said, four or five years. If yep. you're looking for those big improvements in the first couple of years to get it down to nine, and, and the interesting thing is, I don't think I actually race at that much more. It's a comment I often bring up is that I don't feel I race at a more intense effort nowadays. I just think, and that's what Scott said to me at the start too, was that just comes with time mm. and um, I, like mentally I don't think I race harder than what I did in my first race I just think that over time I've done this work and mm. that, that now I'm in a place where I'm a faster athlete exactly uh, so a couple of things I might suggest to you and it's they're pretty sort of general uh, suggestions uh, in terms of your biking um, I think a bit of speed work would be good on your biking one of your questions was uh, should you do any speed work I think a Quite a bit of variety is good on the bike. Yep. You know, maybe going doing some bike racing at this stage of the year when it's still quite early, quite a long way out from Kona. Just just mixing things up and getting a bit of variety on the bike. Bevan and I always talk about the main set work, which should come later. You need to get very efficient yep. and uh, and used to riding at Ironman pace for long periods of time. Um, but at this stage of the game, I'd really focus on maybe mixing it up a little bit more. 
in terms of the run, uh, you asked about run, uh, whether doing any speed work on the run. I'm really not a big believer in going out and smacking short intervals on the run. I don't think that's the way to improve your running performance. Uh, definitely think doing a few run blocks and really working on your steady pace and getting your frequency up and just running a lot rather than trying to run hard is a way to improve your running. At the end of the day, to run a three-hour marathon at Ironman, which is what you've really got to do if you want to go sub nine, it's not very fast, you know, relatively speaking. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're that sort of caliber of athlete, running three hours is not, not a fast thing. It, it? It's just being able to get your pacing right on the bike, get your nutrition right, and just getting off and just holding a nice sort of pace on the run. So I don't think the ability to go and run some hard 1K reps is actually going to help your time very much, and the risk of getting injured is quite high. I think, I think one thing just to add to this, is what you're saying here, yeah? I think one thing to add is that um, you basically at the end of every race you look at what you've done and you know where you haven't done stuff. Do you hmm. find that too? You know, you look at, you look at where you can grow? Yeah. The, m- most people, the areas you need to work on are the areas that you least want to work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so like at the end of, at the end of every race I, I look, kind of do my review and stuff and then I, I, I kind of think, well, these are things I didn't do so well, which I know I maybe should have done so, you know, better. And, and over time, that, that becomes narrow. And so, like, you know, first race, it's like, wow, well, I can do this, this, and that. And then, like, now it's like, okay, I'm really kind of nitpicking to get, you know, define or refine it into a, you know, the magic formula that can make me have that good race. And so, um, I think you know that in yourself as well. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Um, and that's the thing, a lot of co- coaches say this, you know, working with high-performance athletes or athletes who are re- trying to go for the top is, is quite challenging because you're not always going to succeed every race. You're just looking for that couple of extra percent. Yeah. Whereas with age group athletes, often making big improvements, so it's quite rewarding, and it's rewarding as a coach as well. So. And it's interesting as well, as in our sport, you know, you, you what, two or three chances a year max? Mm. You know, mm. so it's really, you know, like if like I didn't have my successful New Zealand, it's like... If I don't go well on road, it's like, bloody hell. <laughs> it's like the pressure with and that, that. And that comes on to my next point. Just a couple of final key points. Uh, Arizona was obviously a little while ago now, but the key thing if you are trying to back up with two Ironmans in one season is you do have a really good break straight after your race. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things you know, you've been suffering from a little bit is, is after Ironman New Zealand yeah. and backing up for road. It's quite hard motivation-wise yeah. uh, to, to keep it rolling. So have a really good break after your first race. And and probably because you're still quite a long way out from Kona, really maybe having a few bike and run blocks where you're focusing on one discipline uh, quite specifically over the other two, and uh, and throw a bit of swimming in between blocks. So, nice. A few sort of general ideas there, but it is pretty challenging to go from 8:43 to to sub nine. But good luck with and, it. And give yourself a time frame, like one year. Mm. Yeah, it would, you know, it'd be a pretty special year. Yeah. Um, so you know, maybe that's more of a two to three year goal. Um, somebody you need some somebody's name. Gotson. 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 So guy Gotson. I'm not sure if that's your name or that's just your email address. But somebody ordered a bike jersey. Could you please get in contact with us? I dropped the just coin. Pop me an email. Yeah. Please get in contact. You've been given the call. So we're going to do coffees of Hawaii first. We've got two sponsors now, which is yeah. kind of cool. And coffees of Hawaii has been our hardcore sponsor right from the start. And we do, and we thank them for sponsoring us. And we hope all you guys took advantage of that special last week. Yep. Getting 20% off. So what we'd like you to do at the moment is, uh, if you haven't already done so, just get back in there and sign up for the coffee card. You'll then be kept uh, up to speed with any other specials that are coming up. You know, we might have some other specials in the future, um, but they'll keep you up with all the... Uh, uh, Bevan's moving around the site. He's just looking at well, all no, these cool pictures. Because Albert was telling me they've got this page where they have a saying, some of the sayings. Um, 
for the ah oh, bugger up. Okay, sorry. I'm looking at the corporates. They sponsor people. They got Gordo and Liz Clark, and they've sponsored me, which is sensational for Rote, um, which is pretty sensational. So yeah, what we want you guys to do: go on there, join up to the coffee club. Obviously, if you didn't get hold of the uh, special last week, just get on there and buy your coffee. You're supporting the uh, the planet. You're supporting the people of Hawaii. You're supporting the podcast. And uh, it's a cool little company, so we want you guys to support them. And they are into giving back. They're revitalizing both the culture and the ecology on our home, the Hawaiian Islands. That's why they've provided 1% of all their profit to the revenues to the cause, which is pretty cool. Very so good. Coffeesofhawaii.com. We'll just quickly choose a coffee because we still give them some love. Unroasted beans, we're going to go. That's if you want to roast your own beans. Oh, wow. Have you roasted beans? I've never roasted beans, no. That's pretty cool. For home roasters, from time to time, we sell our green, unroasted, 100% Molokai coffee, as well as our Chiro de Jesus Nicaraguan coffee. Quantities are sold only in increments of £5 bags, and if you're interested in amounts larger than £100, you can contact Green Sales at coffeesofwai.com. So this is just another reason why you do need to join up to the coffee card, because yep. then they obviously don't always sell the green unroasted beans. Um, got to be in the loop, don't you? Got to be in the loop. In the in-club. Mm. Have you ever seen... I don't think I've ever seen a bean that hasn't been roasted. I don't think I have either. No. Maybe we'll get Albert to bring one out to Epic Camp for you next year, just look, so you can see look one. Look at that, because it's, it's, it's different, isn't it? it is go onto the website, and go on the website, check it out, because it, it looks different. It doesn't look like a coffee, does it? No. Oh, there you go. There you go. So coffeesofhawaii.com for all your beautiful coffee needs. But we do have another sponsor this week, and it's our new sponsor, and it is... Athlinks.com. Now, for those of you who may have known what MySpace is, or one I use myself, is called Facebook. Um, It's social networking websites, and what they do is they basically, you kind of create your own little profile, which gives you, for example, like a website page, and on that, then you find people who have similar interests to you. Now, Athlinks is basically the social networking sites for athletes, Mm. and mainly endurance athletes, eh? Mm, Exactly. And uh, at the moment, it's got quite a big focus on the states. They are really looking to spread their wings. So we've we've been in negotiations with them for a little while, and they've really been working hard to get uh, lots of Ironman races and results up there so the big things about the athletes uh, athletes site it's got 15 million results on it which is quite a lot Uh, and really the the whole gist of the thing is you go on there you find your results and you claim those results and what I really like about the site is then you've got all your results in one place so if you do Ironman New Zealand you go and do Roach you go and do Wanaka you go and do Hawaii they even had the halfway did didn't they yep yep. so you're going off and doing all these different results and obviously you may keep a record of them somewhere on a spreadsheet but a lot of people are too lazy to do that you can basically just keep them here all in one place so I really like that aspect because I'm a bit lazy and I don't keep my results Uh, so I think that's pretty cool and so what you're going to find is you don't need to go on here and, and necessarily list a whole lot of events. You just type your name in, search under the athlete at the top, and it'll bring up, more than likely, bring up your name and lots of different results. Yep. If you're from the States, you'll more than likely have lots of results that you can claim. It's assuming you've raced lots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're from elsewhere in the world, you'll probably, if you've done some Ironmans, they've got pretty much all the Ironmans up there. Uh, and one thing they actually ask claiming. you to do is to submit races. So if you have some results, exactly, yeah, you, know, you can submit the results, and then it helps everyone out. So top left corner of the page, it does have, did we miss a race? And you can add a race in there, and they'll get that listed up there within a week. Yeah. So I mean, for example, go under athlete, type in Albert Boyce. Okay, Albert Boyce, because bring coffees and wine back into it, aren't we? Exactly. Albert 
Boyce. B-A-Y. Uh, yep, that's an E. Yep. So if we type in Albert Boyce here, we're doing a bit of a live demo. Live demo. Coffee, we're merging our sponsors, aren't we? We are. We're legendary, aren't we? But uh, Bevan's uh, internet service no, provider... No, no, here it is here right here. here Albert Boyce. So click on the one from California. So California. Albert Boyce. There's four listings there for Albert. We'll see how many races Albert's got to list. Okay. Come on, internet provider. Come on, internet. Do your stuff. Come on, iHug, I've just upgraded it too. <laughs> <laughs> Change my phone Bevan, line. Evan's been downloading too much information. He's so one thing they do have on there. Oh no, there's guys trying to delay. Oh, Here we go. Wow, look so, at this. So, check. so for Bevan and I, when we go on there, we may only have four or five results. Man, this Albert guy's a legend. He's got a lot of results. So he's got the Boston Marathon. He's got the seventy point three California. He's got the big. Yeah, he did a pretty good Boston Marathon. Two forty nine. There you go. So he's got a, probably about fifteen or twenty. No, probably, no, it's about, 30, probably 40. about thirty results he can claim there without doing any work at all. You know, in terms of going and finding the actual races. Hey so Albert, that, get on this. Yeah. So, that, so that's your first step, and that's what we'd like everybody to do this week. At the moment, how many members are there? Go, go to the top. Members is like 15,000 15, members. 15,000 members. So we want to see at least 1,000 of you guys getting on there this week yep. um, and, and joining up. And what we're going to do over the following weeks is we're going to talk through different the parts stuff. of the site. And you may be able to find your way around and stuff. We'll give you one, one tip in here is they have a setting called um, Rivals. And that's probably one of the areas that I like the most, as you can set up different rivals. No, no, I don't care about that. This week we want to add the friends. Add us to your friends. Oh, add us to your yeah, friends. Yeah, don't worry about rivals. We'll talk about rivals next week. We yeah. love each other. We don't exactly. hate them. <laughs> so this week you're going to add John and Bevan as friends, because then we look really cool because we've got lots of friends. You go on there, you claim all your results, and then you add us as your friends. Yep. And we're going to talk you through the whole process as we go along. And if, you, if your results aren't up there, you can't find your name, you go, did we miss a race? And you can add the race. Yep. One tip, though, you need to be aware of is often you need to have the first word right. So say, your example, you're looking for the rote. Yeah, don't miss, maybe if, challenge if, if, if you write in rote, it might not come up. You maybe write in Quella challenge rote, and then it'll yep. come up. Like with Ironman New Zealand, instead of just typing in Ironman New Zealand, might help. If it doesn't come up first time, put in Bonita Ironman yep. New Zealand. Nice. So uh, so we want lots of friends because then what looks because then what happens is we look like we're the cool people on the whole thing exactly yeah and, and it's, it's sure the stuff stuff's really important but John and I want to feel cool we kind of want to make this sort of a bit of a meeting point for for our and then we can have rivalries exactly. we can do the pirates against the tri talkers exactly oh, so that's that's is, what we're talking about this is exciting times so get on oh. there athlinks.com get on there claim your results this week can't quite figure out the other areas of the site we're going to talk Don't you worry. through them. We're going to be like your school teacher. Exactly. Who was your favourite school teacher? Uh, Tell you my least favourite. Because you can only remember your favourite. See, that's why I reckon if you're going to be a school teacher, you can either be really bad or really good. Because you remember your favourite one and you remember your sucky one. You don't remember the rest, do you? That's true. Yeah. That's true. So it would be really good. So who was your worst favourite? Miss Paulson. Oh, Miss Paulson. Probably not with us anymore. It was like, that was was probably like (laughs) five, when I was five or something like that. (laughs) See, my favourite was Mr. D. Mr. D. Uh, so he was the person who got me into sports. So what go. about Mr. CP? CP, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't like me. He pointed at me. Oh, oh you. Get over here. <laughs> so, so there we go. So, anyway. Go, go on to CafeWeasofWai and Athlinks.com. Okay, so anyway, we're, we're going way too long. So one thing we're going to do now that we've got another sponsor in the show is we're going to talk less about the things that you can support us in the show. We'll just do one thing each week, and this week we'll just talk about the Amazon store. Um, mm. If you want to go on Amazon, you go to our website, you click on store, that takes you through to an Amazon page. Now, you basically do a search from there on anything on Amazon, and then that way, if you buy anything, we get a commission on that. And you guys have been doing that, so it's really great. Mm. Um, email questions through to Talk at gmail.com. Email.com, John's coaching website, triathloncoach.net. Anything for else? One more week. For one more week. Maybe. 
If the baby doesn't well, arrive. <laughs> if you're having a baby, it's going to be like a, six months. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. No? We're good. Okay. Good to go. You okay. got, you got a couple of weeks to go, haven't you? Yeah, okay, so what are you up to? I'll do my traditional what are you up to for this week. So like, what's this like right now? Because you're obviously in anticipation, aren't you? Life is normal. Is it? Do you just keep the little ticket over? Sitting around waiting, really. Really? Mm, no. Is Belinda bored? She's watching a bit of National Geographic. Oh, wow, education. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and what do you do? You just go and work there? Just working. <laughs> the sole bread provider for a little while. Oh, that's right. Life got, changes. Got to lift up my game a bit. That's right. <laughs> Stepping up the game. <laughs> Well, I'm off to Germany in Sunday week, and I didn't actually realise that until yesterday. I thought it was two weeks from now, <laughs> so right. i got a lot of organising to do, but I'm really excited. I've pretty much got maybe to the end of this week to do a couple more big training days, and then from there, bring it on. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty nervous, to be honest. Mm. I'm pretty nervous because... Um, I know, just because I bummed up New Zealand, <laughs> so there's the pressure on to actually deliver, and it's like, it's interesting how I went into the last race, it, to be honest, going to New Zealand, I was feeling really confident, I thought, yeah, I'm going to smack it, I'm, I'm sweet, and this time, and I think there's a couple of reasons, A, I'm not training with anyone, so you don't know what to gauge yourself against, and then B, I'm, I, I just don't really want to play that game anymore, and so this time, I'm just not even thinking about result, I'm just I'm just training, and just thinking on the day, just have a good players plan. Pressure's good though. I think you'll respond to a bit of pressure. Oh no, I like pressure. I do love. I love. Mm. You know, I love in life. You know, challenging yourself. But it's definitely pretty interesting. It's going to be a pretty good trip. I'm buying a Mac computer this week from mm. from the donations from you guys. So mm. um, that's really really cool. We've actually managed to fundraise enough to get ourselves a Mac laptop. Nice, which is very exciting. And yes. so we're going to um, we'll be talking to Felix and uh, a girl called I think Sarah. No, Amy. Amy, that's very good. Amy and um, Amy listens to the show, so it's bad that I forgot that, wasn't it? So yeah. you're pretty good at remembering it. Yeah. But uh, she's well known. They've got me a media pass for the whole race, so it's going to be really cool. Hopefully, I can link up with a few of the stars and uh, really record some great shows while I'm over there. So, if you're over there and you want to email me, uh, give me an email because I'd love to meet up with as many people as possible while mm-hmm. I'm there. And also, I should have the juices by then, too. Eh? Let's hope so. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Anyway, that's pretty much the show for this week. So, uh, anything else? No, I think we're good to go. We've done an hour 16. People have been asking for longer shows, and we've delivered two weeks in a row. Well, it's just because we can talk crap. Yeah. Yeah, sensational. Anyway, here we go. Iron rusts. Iron men don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.